0: Oh tout de
1: he is Buccaneers Total Access with Head Coach Todd Bowles.
0: Hey, that's a hell of a job coming down here, being the good football team. Three-step drop, throw it to the end zone. On oh, ball, touchdown,
1: Tampa Bay. Mike Evans reaches up with one hand and grabs it in. Brought to you by Advent Health. No matter what helps you feel whole—swimming, laughing, or finding peaceful moments in your day—Advent Health is here to support you with world-class expertise and whole-person care. Because feeling whole always begins at AdventHealth.com. Fire the Fire the now your host, Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips and head coach Todd Bowles.
2: Welcome to the Todd Bowles Show. Casey Phillips here with head coach Todd Bowles. Uh, so for you guys, another tough loss. Uh, what were some of the messages uh, that you had for the guys in the locker room and, and what the messages are going to be this week?
0: Just basically, we're in every ball game. You know, we got to execute at the end. Situational football becomes critical, especially this part of the season. And we're, we're in situations where we've done them a thousand times and we just don't execute. we got to be able to execute it better. we got to be able to coach it better.
2: What were the overall takeaways for you from the game on each side of the ball?
0: Offensively, I thought we ran it better. I thought we moved the ball down the field. And we still have red zone problems. We can't get first and inches on the goal line uh, the first drive and not score any points defensively. They're very good offensive line, a very good running back, but we miss a line so many times that aided them in the run game that it wasn't even funny, so we got to correct those things.
2: You brought up getting all the way down to the goal line on that first drive. You guys haven't been able to get a touchdown on the opening drive so far this season. Are there just kind of some coincidences with that, or are there certain things you guys are taking a look at of, of how the game planning is for that opening drive or ways you're trying to amend that?
0: Well, we get down that far, you can't have a penalty to put you back on the six-yard line, number one. we got to have positive plays every time. Everybody's got to be set. Things we go over a thousand times, and we got to execute better.
2: I know that you're never going to use injuries as any kind of excuse or, or use that as a way to, to say why you lost a game or anything, but you definitely did have a lot of beat-up guys, especially on the defensive side of the ball. What are some of the biggest challenges of not having a specifically Levante David, Jamel Dean, and what those guys mean?
0: Well, that time of year, anytime you lose a starter, no matter what time of year, you're going to take a step down. But other guys have to step up. They get paid, too. You adjust your game plan. Like I said, we're in every ball game Now, we're not getting blown out. We're in it right to the end. We just have to make the play to put us over the top. And maybe you don't have your superstars to put you over the top. But you have guys that throughout the season has gained valuable experience that should understand what to do.
2: And how about knowing that those guys were out, that meant some guys were having to step in for them. I I know Zion has had to do that, seems like, more games than not this year, so it probably doesn't even feel as much like, oh, we got this backup coming in, that Zion has basically taken almost starter-level reps at this point in the season. Does that give you more confidence in him and when you know that one of those guys goes down that he has to step in for?
0: We look at him as a third starter anyway. You know, Since the season started, Zion has been – outstanding from a coverage standpoint his confidence is great he has a great understanding of the scheme we don't have any reservations about playing him anywhere on the field at the corner or nickel spot because we know he'll get the job done so I'm very comfortable with him playing
2: but on the other side of things it was kind of the opposite story in terms of Servacio Dennis having to step in for Levante these were his first real uh meaningful kind of snaps and definitely start in terms of his NFL career so what did you think of his uh stepping in there for him And, and I know that is a some big shoes to fill
0: I think he misaligned a few times. You know, he let a run or two out, but at the same time, he made some plays and he came downhill. Very promising start for him. I thought I thought he did some really good things. He had a bunch of tackles, and as he gets experience, you're really gonna start to see that guy play.
2: Uh, I know Carlton was also on the injury report this week. He ended up being available, but um, he ended up having an interception, multiple passes defensed in the game for the 16th time in his career. Um, How healthy was he and and how impressed were you with his game, especially knowing that he maybe wasn't 100%?
0: I thought he played hard. I thought he played hard. It was one of his better games. He tackled very well. Uh, He got his hands on balls. He came to play. He gave us a chance to win.
2: And take us through his interception in particular and what went well on that play from a defensive perspective.
0: It was a very heady play on his part. They were doubling the guy downfield, running the seven route, and he saw the guy running out and he read the quarterback's eyes and he sloughed off and the quarterback didn't see him and he made a heck of a play.
2: Um, I know that Devin, another guy also on the injury report that you weren't sure about throughout the week but was able to play, um, how much did you feel like his injury or health status was affecting him out there?
0: I mean, it still affects him. It still affects him. He's not running the same. He's not looking the same, but he's got a big heart, and he's going to give us everything he's got.
2: Um, Joe Tryonshenka also was able to get his fourth sack of the season, got another pressure in there. Uh, where did this rank in terms of, in your mind, one of his better games of the season?
0: It was one of his better games because he got to fly around and do some things that he normally does. So he, he got to the quarterback at least three times. He got two more pressures there, so that was good to see from him.
2: And it looked like uh, Yaya Diaby had gotten essentially starter role in this game. Uh, where do you see the way that you would like to use him and Joe Triashenka moving forward? Are they interchangeable in your mind? Are they for different situations? How do you see that working in terms of starter, backup, and, and just kind of some of those designations?
0: They'll all play at the same time. they got to be ready to play, but Yaya will be our starter.
2: And so what was it about Yaya that you felt like this was a game that he had gotten to the point where he would earned it, proven it, and, and made you feel confident in him in that role?
0: He got the scheme down you know he got the scheme down he got over his early injuries uh, he's playing faster he's probably the strongest one we got out there and he's one of the fastest ones as well and he, he plays the tight end very well so he, he does something better than Joe that allows him to play.
2: And Kalijah can see another sack uh, I just feel like every game we're getting to talk about some more stats that he's putting up as a rookie and batted down another ball uh, what did you see from his game
0: explosive same thing we've been seeing the past few weeks he's got some things to work on but he plays fast he plays tough he plays hard and he's going to make some things happen
2: Kalijah is now tied for first among rookies for tackles for lost and Yaya is tied for third how cool is it to know that you have two of the best young guys coming in here on this defense in terms of what they've been able to do as rookies and, and what do you think has led to each of them being able to be in that kind of position at this point
0: well, they're hungry. You know, first of all, they're very hungry. They come in and play. They're not taking anything for granted. They take all the reps and practice. They play hard in practice. They play hard in the game. And, you know, hopefully things will only get better for them.
2: And then I know that uh, Jonathan Taylor, definitely a formidable running back uh, to compete with. And he ended up with 91 rushing yards. Moss also added another 55. What worked and didn't work when it came to the run defense?
0: When we lined up the correct way, we played it fine. When we lined up the wrong way, we didn't play it so well. So we got to do a heck of a job just understanding each other when they're out on the field. We had some new guys out there, but that shouldn't be an excuse because we've seen these plays a million times. So we got to be better there.
2: I know that uh, you guys came in first in the league in red zone defense. Uh, What did you feel like didn't work well, particularly on the scoring runs down in there?
0: Misfit two of them. We missed tackles on two of them. We missed tackles on two of them and we missed another one.
2: And Rashad, uh, second career 100-yard game, uh, career-long run of 38 yards and a career-high yards per carry of 6.7. So what did you see from him of what this game could tell you about what he could do moving forward, what the run offense could look like moving forward? What was the thing that made you say, all right, this is it, this is what we're wanting to see?
0: He's understanding the scheme better. He's understanding the blocking scheme better, and he's playing faster. He understands what's what's required of him on every run and what type of runs that's required of him. And when he sees it, he's hitting it now instead of thinking about it.
2: Take us through specifically that 38-yard run and what he did well there.
0: Great vision. Great vision. Everything got washed and he cut it all the way back and there was room for him to run. He opened up and let it go. I think he got up to about 20, 21 miles an hour speed-wise.
2: They didn't track this when you played, did they, the miles per hour?
0: had no such thing. <laughs> yeah. What, what would you guess
2: that you would have made it at as a player?
0: Uh, the 60-year-old probably would have given you a great time. The player that I was back then would probably give you a very average time.
2: Casey Phillips here with head coach Todd Bowles. Um, I know that the Colts sacked Baker uh, six different times during the game. How much of it is what Baker was doing, what was happening in terms of coverage, offensive line, break some of those down in terms of what went wrong there?
0: I know at least three of them, there was no way to throw the football, but he's got to learn to throw it away. You had time, there was protection in the pocket. We either got to get rid of the football or try to throw it somewhere close and throw it in the dirt. The other three, we got pressure from the edge. We just got to do a better job there. And I think three of, two of them in the end came in the red zone, and three of them came within five minutes left in the fourth quarter where we couldn't make a play.
2: Uh, I know that a couple of them came from Tristan's side. And, again, last game was the first time he'd given up a sack all year. Uh, But we also know he got a little banged up last week. So how much is just Tristan maybe still not 100% and that leads to some of them? Or, I mean, we know obviously it's looked like he's made that switch to the left side incredibly well. But was there something specifically going on in the Colts game, health, or or something they were doing?
0: No, he's pretty much done a great job, obviously. He had a bad game that way. You know, he's, he's allowed to have one. I'm sure everybody's injured at this standpoint. He's not going to make any excuses either, so he'll be better next week.
2: And how about the offensive line? We know, again, there was some some sacks, but the run game being as effective as it was. Um, How much of that was Rashad versus what you saw from the offensive line doing to help him out as well?
0: I thought the interior three guys, between Cody, uh, Hainsey, and Stenny, I thought they did a great job all game, being physical in the run game and pushing people to the side and opening holes for them. Obviously, Rashad has great vision, but those three guys in particular, I thought they played well.
2: And What do we know at this point about Baker's health? We know we saw him go back in the game, play the rest of the game after only missing a couple plays. But, um, you know, we, we know a lot of adrenaline can be happening in the game. So yeah. uh, what do we know about his health moving forward?
0: He's pretty sore. The x-rays were negative, but he's pretty sore. Obviously, with ankles, everybody's different. We'll see how the week progresses and see how he progresses, and we'll make that decision later.
2: And how did you feel like his game was overall, especially knowing he was coming back with an injury the the rest of the time and um, was under attack and pressure a fair amount? What did you see from him the rest of the game?
0: Well, he came back, he had the one interception early. He's got to learn to check that one down and not get too greedy there. But he came back and made some plays. Uh, we were in it till the end. The sack he got at the end, and we turned it over. That was kind of happened so fast when he was trying to make a play. But he gives us a chance to win every week. I like where he's at. I like where he is mentally. I like what he's doing with the football for the most part. And he gives us a shot every week.
2: And how did you feel about um, Kyle Trask's readiness in terms of what he was asked to, to come do, of how prepared he is, and if for some <clears throat> reason Baker wasn't able to go in the future, the, the readiness and, and ability of Kyle Trask coming in?
0: Fully confident. Only a matter of time. I thought the ball he threw to Chris way at one foot out of bounds was a heck of a throw. Not even a warm-up, but he came in. He conducted the offense well. Very pleased with where he's at.
2: Um, In terms of uh, Baker's turnovers, what were some of the things that you feel like in the whole season, these recent weeks, overall his um, turnovers and, and how often you feel like they're happening? Do you feel good about his decision-making and, and just where he's at in that part of his game?
0: Feel good about his decision making. I thought the one yesterday got away from him. There were about three guys in that area should have checked it down because it wasn't open. Uh, other than that, his decision making has been very good. He knows where to go with the football. He checks us into the right plays and he makes the right reads.
2: I know that there was that one drive he had in the fourth quarter where you know after he gets sacked. He ran on that third down, took on a blocker, gets that eight yards and then converted on fourth and 10 and then the 23-yard touchdown to Mike. What was most impressive to you about specifically Baker's performance in that drive and and what it said about the kind of quarterback he is?
0: Well, the run said everything about his determination and his gut and his grit and the throw he had to Chris said everything about the precision and the understanding of of the moment. You know, fourth and 10, they had a lot of guys dropping deep and he put it the only place it could be put. So that told me a lot about him.
2: I know that he has had uh, several kind of tipped passes at the line of scrimmage. Are there anything that you feel like you guys can do about that? Is that just something that happens in the league, good defensive line play? Is there anything in terms of trying to cut down on some of those?
0: I mean it happens from time to time. we can we can get the ball out a little bit quicker, but from time to time it happens, and we just gotta get him out the pocket a little bit more.
2: Mike Evans putting up a Mike Evans kind of game, couple touchdowns, seventy yards. Um, what did you see that really stood out to you about his game, especially known, I mean, now he's got nineteen career games with multiple touchdown receptions, which is the second most among all active players. That guy mm-hmm. just knows how to get in the end zone and and multiple times in a game so often
0: true professional, competes at the highest level, comes to work every day, practices hard, takes his craft very seriously, hones his craft every day, same guy every day. He practices to be great. He plays to be great. And it's been over a length of time, and it's still showing.
2: And what do you remember about especially that one catch he made earlier in the game that brought you guys all the way down to that one-yard line? And it looked to me almost like he jumped again midair. What did that catch look like to you out there on the field, and and what is it like to watch Mike do that?
0: He hung up there for a long time, it looked like to me anyway. But to come down with that and have somebody hitting you at the same time, that's impressive. That's concentration. uh, That's competing at the highest level, and you don't see many of them plays being made.
2: And then another catch similar to that, Payne Durham's grab down there uh, by the goal line. Uh, How impressive was that grab, and and what did that say to you about his potential and, and why you guys wanted to draft him and bring him in here?
0: It was impressive in that game, but he did it in college. So we really saw him in college do it, and it's good to see him in the ball game. Hopefully that's the confidence he needs to go ahead and make more plays.
2: I know that Cade also a uh, 24-yard catch to start the game, had a huge block on Baker's scramble on that third down that we talked about earlier, and yet again playing every dang snap while he's out there. So uh, what did Cade mean to this offense and this team in Sunday's game?
0: Kay's big, you know, and he actually had yak yards after catch this week. So that, that was big for us. He's a steady Eddie guy. He, he's, he's faster than you think he is. He's more savvy than you think he is. And he's, he blocks better than you think he does. He does a lot of things well for us. Again, he just shows up every week.
2: I know that Chris Godwin ended up with just three catches, but one was the nice, you know, 21-yard gain with some good yak. Another was the huge fourth and 10 conversion. So um, how do you kind of evaluate his game knowing it wasn't necessarily the volume he normally gets, but yet again, they were significant plays when they came?
0: Well, Chris is nicked up as well. I, I know he's playing with a lot of injuries as well, but he goes out there and competes at the highest level. He makes big plays anytime we call him, so very pleased where he's at.
2: Um, and just take us through that 4th and 10 conversion and, and what worked so well on that play.
0: It was the timing of it. Chris ran a great route and Baker let it go right when he was coming out. The only, the only time he could let it go was perfect timing, perfect route running, great pass.
2: I know that uh, Chase Edmonds was, was the only other uh, back to get a carry and he just got one. Do you feel like you down this stretch are going to need more from some of your other backs or are you happy to ride the hot hand of Rashad knowing that he's able to put up so much in terms of receiving and rushing yards?
0: We're going to need more from the other backs, obviously. Injuries happen and things are going to happen late in the season. When your number's called, you got to be ready. We think those guys will be ready, and we look forward to playing them.
2: I know that uh, Jake Camarda had a 63-yard punt, but then there was a couple that only net you know, 21 and 23 yards because of some touchbacks. Uh, how do you evaluate his game, and how much was that? Some of those that especially were the shorter net, were they him, the coverage unit, maybe not getting down there to make a play on it as much? What did you see from from them on that special team side?
0: Well, the shorter ones, we got to get it, you know, bounced at the two. So it's probably going to go in the end zone more or less. We want to get it to bounce it around the 10 or the 12 so we can have a chance to recover those. The big ones, we know he can hit. The other ones inside the 10, we want those to be right inside the 10, not, inside, not starting at the 25.
2: That makes sense. And then um, I know that this... Next game we have coming up here is the My Cause, My Cleats game at home. Uh, So I would love to hear, are you gonna be repping a cause on your shoes?
0: My cause is Autism Speaks, and my son Tyson has autism, so I'll be representing him.
2: What do you love about getting to see this game every year in terms of both you getting to represent that on your shoes and then some of the other guys? What are some of your favorite things Mm -hmm. that you love about whenever this game comes around?
0: Just seeing all the players' different causes, you know, understanding a part of them that you don't normally see, that they don't share to a lot of people, not even their teammates and coaches. And you get to see by their cleats where their thoughts are and what their causes are. I think that's the best part of it.
2: And for you, how cool is it to know that you have this platform to um, try to support your son and, and to get the awareness out there? that That is one of the things that comes with being a head coach when I'm sure after some losses, there's some trials and tribulations that come with it as well. But to have a moment like this, to be able to show something that's a, another side of you and your life and what's important to you.
0: it's always great to support any of my kids you know all three of them do a great job and happy to support them anytime I can
2: and I know for you guys the Panthers now coming up one in ten record now you know fired their head coach this week what are the things that you want to say to the team to ensure that this isn't a game that they might overlook or might take lightly based on the Panthers record
0: I said to them don't worry about the Panthers worry about us we have to take care of what we got to take care of and correct the mistakes we have to mistake to have to make in order to play them. So we're not even worried about what they're doing.
2: And now this is the second year in a row that you'll be facing the Panthers with an interim head coach. Um, What are the challenges that brings when it comes to game planning, where theoretically, especially when it's a division team, you're supposed to be really familiar with them and what they do and kind of know more. But now there's been a couple different coaches along the way. And so when you watch the tape, knowing that how much do you expect to potentially change? Or do you feel like... Not as much is going to change, and you can game plan the same way.
0: I'm sure there'll be some wrinkles. Again, we got to take care of what we take care of. If we take care of our own backyard, we, we don't have to worry about what they're doing. We, we can go ahead and win the game that way. So we expect them to have some wrinkles. We expect them to have new life, but that has nothing to do with us correcting our own mistakes.
2: Uh, so Bryce Young, <clears throat> first time taking him on. Uh, what are some of the things that you notice about what he brings and what you guys are going to have to be aware of?
0: A lot more athletic in the pocket than I thought he would be. Very accurate arm, very live wide arm, very smart. Uh, He can put the ball in small places.
2: And I know they've got some weapons over there. Let's start with Adam Thielen, a guy that has been around this league for a long time. What do you pay attention to with him?
0: Outstanding hand, extremely tough at the top of the route, a very good route runner.
2: And how about uh, Hayden Hurst, Miles Sanders, a couple of these other guys?
0: No, we had Miles in Philly last year. He's continued to run the ball very well. He can catch it out of the backfield. Hayden's always been a great receiver at tight end, and he's healthy. So we expect a challenge.
2: And what do you see in terms of their offensive line and their ability to either protect or create in the run game?
0: Huge offensive line. You know, they were tough last year. Obviously, they run the ball very well. They can protect when they have to protect. But they're a big offensive line, so the run game is going to be a challenge.
2: And how about on the defensive side of things? What stands out to you about their team?
0: Well, they got brown up front obviously and they got burns outside and they got their corners hopefully they get all their guys back they're very formidable defense they've been in every game thanks to their defense
2: and then uh what about their secondary in, in particular what stands out
0: ballhawks you know they can play or zone they kind of mix it up a little bit outside some guys have been nicked up they have other guys step in who hasn't missed a beat
2: all right, well, coach, thank you as always for your time. We really appreciate it, and good luck against the Panthers on Sunday. Appreciate it. Coming up next on Buccaneers Total Access, we'll have tight ends coach John Van Dam. Brought to you by Advent Health. This is Buccaneers Radio.
1: Buccaneers Total Access brought to you by Advent Health. Pressure coming up the gun, and Prescott goes down. He's sacked for the first time of the game. Devin White,
2: linebacker
1: blitz. Now more with head coach Todd Bowles and Bucs team reporter Casey Phillips.
2: Welcome back into Buccaneers Total Access, first half of our show. We had head coach Todd Bowles. Now I am so excited to be joined by our Titans coach, John Van Dam. Coach, thanks for being with us.
3: It's good to be here.
2: Uh, also, I think you have the coolest name of all the coaches. I mean, you sound like an action figure. How often do you, does the whole Jean-Claude Van Dam uh, thing oh, get Oh, yeah,
3: quite a bit. Quite There's, a bit? <laughs> now that kids are, you know, these players are getting a little younger, you know, and some of them don't remember old Jean-Claude Van Dam, mm. so dates me a little bit. But uh, then I'll have to just pull up a little blood sport. Yeah, um, you know, you remind know, everybody, remind these young whippersnappers exactly, about the truth be here. Like, oh, that guy's pretty sweet.
2: Which is funny because it's not like you're an older coach, and it shows how young the team it, is, and yeah. especially how young your room is in particular. Yes, uh, exactly. What are the, I don't know, pros and cons, or just interesting things about how young your room is specifically? And then you're also sort of a younger position coach. Uh, what has that been like for everybody?
3: Now with the you know last year, obviously with Cade and Cole being rookies and just trying to develop them from going from a college schedule to an NFL schedule and how long the season is and all those things was awesome. But the cool part is we were kind of learning together. And now this year we brought in, you know, Payne Durham, and then we got David Wells, and we got Tanner, who's also a rookie. So, you know, David Wells being our most experienced guy <laughs> of the group. So he's done a good job of just kind of bringing the other guys along. And no, it's been awesome. They're, they're, Coachable guys, which is which makes it uh, fun, and they're willing to learn, which is which is one cool part about coaching, right? You always want to have some sort of impact on guys, not only on the football field, but in life and all that stuff. And um, it's cool when you got a young guys who are very impressionable, and it makes my job, you know, a little more rewarding.
2: Tough game uh, Sunday, which you know, we, not the outcome you guys wanted, um, but some big moments for for your guys specifically. But let's start kind of big picture offensively as you guys, as coaches are looking back at it and, and going to meet and talk about it, what are the kind of some of the big takeaways from that game as an offensive group overall?
3: You know, we ran for over 100 yards in the in the, in the rushing game, which was awesome to see, you know. Um, it's been a little while since that, so we've really been, it's been a point of emphasis for us and Coach Canales to really get an identity and and uh, we've improved over the last several weeks. So it was, it was good to see some, you know, having some explosive runs and kind of have a, uh, you know, and, and just play physical football. So it was, it was really nice to see that run game get going and, um, and our play-action game kind of off of it. So we, you know, we, we feel like uh, our offense is coming along, you know. Um, we're kind of getting at, having an identity, creating an identity. And, you know, like you said, you know, we want to, you know, be able to win football games. Obviously, we, we didn't get that done. So retool and get ready for next week.
2: I know that it's been a bit of a tough stretch here in terms of the wins, losses, uh, especially after kind of a, a better start. But you guys know you are still just one game out of first place in the division, and that's all it takes to be able to get into the tournament. So what is the message to the team at this point from, you know, a big picture whole team standpoint from, you know, Coach Bowles down to what you guys are really going to be kind of preaching in the meeting rooms?
3: Yeah, I mean, uh, Coach Bowles talks about it and talked about it after the game, just detailing our work, you know, it's we're, we're playing it's not a lack of effort. Our guys are playing extremely hard um, and the big picture wise there's not a lot of mental errors out there. We just got to really get the details down um, to take that next step. You know I'm messaging my room, our room and and as an offense is just you know we're gonna take it one day at a time. We're just gonna try to get better in practice on Wednesday. Today is our day we'll watch the film with the players and review it and just try to improve on some things that we can do from that and be 1-0 this week. You know and just Control what we can control is the biggest thing, right? There's a lot of, you know, things out there and people talking and all this stuff. But uh, we just got to, you know, handle it and all be in it together and just control, you know, what what we can control each play.
2: Uh, One of the tough things this year has been you guys haven't been able to get a touchdown on the first drive. And how much of that seems to just – it's a coincidence of when things are working or not? Or are there ways that you guys as an offense are looking specifically at that – Opening drive, especially knowing it's typically the one you get to kind of plan and plot mm-hmm. out a little bit more. Um, are there things that you're looking at specifically for the start of the game to get you guys going a little bit more?
3: um Yeah, just kind of getting certain guys going, you know, and and, and within the flow of the game. There's so much excitement before a game, right? There's so much adrenaline going, all these emotions, and right, just try to settle people down. You know, obviously try to get Mike Evans the ball or whatever, and try to get everybody kind of calm down and a little bit of a rhythm and. Coach does a good job of trying to make some runs and passes in there. But, I mean, if you look at that game, you know, we really – that first drive was was a, a good drive. We ran the ball. We threw the ball well, you know, the first two plays and threw a little screen to Chris. And then, you know, we did a little play action, and we had some things going, and then we just kind of stalled down there um, and weren't able to get points, uh, like a touchdown as far as points, right? We got all the way down there. But um, so a little frustrations when we get down there. We want to finish off with touchdowns, that's for sure. I mean – um, especially, you know, these last several weeks have been so close, right? So if you can get, you know, seven points instead of three, that makes all the difference. So that's what we're, that's what we're trying to do.
2: We're talking to tight end coach John Van Dam, and you brought up Mike who obviously had a Mike Evans game, mm-hmm. you know, what we've come to expect from him, the tight end machine and uh, big catch machine. I was wondering for your tight ends, is Mike someone that you almost kind of use to try to help them learn from because he is so big as a wide receiver? Are there things that you feel like, watching him can help your guys with because he almost has the tight end build practically.
3: Yeah, no, a big guy that has to know he's in. And one thing about Mike is he's just fantastic about trying to bring other guys along training camp, especially. He he talked to Cade a lot about um, just now that Cade's second year in and now now he understands what he's doing, but just a little bit with some of his releases on third down and stuff and just really helping how to get, how to, how to get open, you know, um, you know, as tight ends, you know, we're not always the guys that are going to necessarily run by you. So we have to really be efficient with our footwork and just our body and getting open, um, you know, just based on good technique. So Mike is, was awesome during training camp and he's just a good resource to have for everybody on the, on the team as an offense.
2: Yeah. And you brought up, um, Rashad, he got his second career, hundred yard game. It had a career long run, um, what did you feel like worked well specifically in the run game and how maybe your guys were able to contribute to that, just the overall chemistry when it comes to your guys alongside the O-line with Rashad and, and what you guys are working on there?
3: Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, it's hard to um, run the football in this league. There's lots of really good defenses. There's lots of really good defensive coordinators and they make it hard to run the football. They want to stop the run. That's their, that's every defensive coordinator's number one priority. So um, just, We've improved by just repping, just just being together, right? We got a, we got a young offensive line who hasn't spent a ton of time together as a unit. Um, we obviously got a young tailback who's in his second year now, so he's starting to come along. So it's just really working hard and and hammering home the details of the track and the blocking patterns and the reads and all that stuff. And just as you can see, the more reps we get. By trying to keep it somewhat sim- simple um, and just repetition and coaching and working and getting better. So, over time, um, I'd like to think it'll continue to get better.
2: I have heard uh, a term that you have for your tight ends uh, or what you call the guys in the room. Uh, can you tell everybody what that is?
3: Yeah. So, yeah, no, we're the, we call ourselves the trucks. You know, uh, oh, have, I
2: heard! I heard an even more uh, descriptive version of it. The, what was that? The old rusty truck. Yes, trucks. the old rusty Yes, yes we, there's truck and yes, I felt like that was yes, uh, that really yes. was e- explanatory yes. there. Yes,
3: and we have a nice picture in the tight end room of a big giant, you know, red truck in the in the nice old Ford 150 from back in the day. But yeah, I mean, we talk about you know the receivers down the hall. You know, are the uh, Corvettes and the nice fancy cars, and you might have the nice electric teslas you know somewhere and you might have some some other types of uh, vehicles that are nice and fancy but you know everybody always needs a truck right when somebody wants to haul some stuff down to the dump or whatever gets done that that trusty truck's always going to be there for you so that's kind of what we try to we just want to be there and reliable and you know you know once we once you ask us to do something we're going to do it and we're going to do it as hard as we can
2: and it felt like this game was a great example of that. I mean, we saw both Cade and, and Payne coming up with some big plays, and then, of course, Cade playing every dang snap. Of yeah. The game. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so tell me overall for this game uh, how you felt like the, the old Rusty Trucks performed. Yeah.
3: Oh, they did a great job. Um, yeah. I mean, Cade plays a lot of snaps right now for us. And, uh, you know, you go back to his high school. Um, career at Tumwater. I think it was Tumwater, and out there, out by Seattle. And he played. We talk about all the time. He played linebacker and tight end. And he played about every single snap and all the special teams. So, he's been doing it for a long time, um, playing a ton of snaps. And I have to um, sometimes force him out of the game um, because he just has that competitive nature and he just wants to compete and do the best he can every single play. Um, so, and and pain being a um, younger guys has played a little more as of recent weeks so he's coming along and building some confidence which is awesome to see Um, because again he had a you know really a fantastic college career so you know we know he has the ability to catch the ball and do some special things in the red zone with his you know his long long rangy body and so uh, he's coming along as well and then the ultimate rusty truck of them all Keefe. right he's gonna Be there when you need him, right? He's not on the stat line a ton for a bunch of catches, but not only is he important just um, in in the run game and his demeanor, but it's just uh, he's the heartbeat of the room, you know. He kind of keeps us all going and being physical and just staying together.
2: Yeah, Coe's got such a, like you're right, tight end attitude, mindset. I feel like everybody was even saying that as soon as he got drafted of seeing him in his garage, watching the draft oh, with his yeah. gym and he's you know in there and he's got at some point in college he had a rat tail, <laughs> he's had the Fo Man shoe stash. What does oh, yeah. that kind of um fun and also aggressive attitude kind of do for for the room and what he's brought to the team?
3: Yeah, I mean um I mean his value on special teams is huge. I mean people that um think about playing in the NFL and about playing tight end or receiver, whatever position is, um, you know, you got your guys are going to play a ton of snaps but then you got your core guys that have to you know contribute and be a big part of special teams and you now he had a tackle in the game um last night or yesterday and uh, he's been a, a big reliable guy for them i know keith talks about him a ton as far as wanting him um to set that identity so um uh, yeah i mean just his uh the, the physicality he brings right um and then just his unselfishness right i mean everybody's going to want to go out there and catch a bunch of balls right and be on the stat line a bunch but just he wants to do whatever he can do to help the team you know if he's going to play 60 snaps or he's going to play 10 snaps or five snaps or whatever it is um you know he's just he's able to stay positive and just root on the other guys and be there for us and be like a coach on the sideline as well
2: all right we're going to take a quick break here on buccaneers total access with tight ends coach john van dam brought to you by advent health this is buccaneers radio
3: You are listening to
1: Buccaneers Total Access with head coach Todd Bowles and Bucs team reporter Casey Phillips, brought to you by Health.
2: Welcome back into Buccaneers Total Access. We are joined by tight ends coach John Van Dam. Uh, Right before the break, we were talking about how your guys also have to contribute on special teams. And I was thinking about the fact that, I mean, you're in the run game. You're in the pass game. You're in the special teams stuff. What is that um, demand, essentially, of you as a position coach, of them as players? What is it like? For them, as compared to maybe some other position groups in terms of game prep and and being ready to go.
3: No, yeah, that's a great point. The one of the reasons I enjoy coaching the tight end so much. Right? I played quarterback. I've coached receivers. I kind of done a little bit of everything. But the the beauty of the tight end position is we're involved in so much, like you're saying. So it's always there's always something you can improve on, um, and get better at. I don't have enough individual time to work on it all right because like you said we have to do a good job in the pass game we have to do a good job in pass protection we're pass protection against some of the highest paid guys in the league and uh, we got to you know do our best to work on that and and perfect that craft but and then run blocking obviously so um yeah we just try to you know we, we try to be efficient as possible in our meetings right and i got a group of guys that are um, when we are in there they're focused and they're locked in and we keep it light at times but they know when it's time to get to work it's time to get to work especially early in the week we go over all the run looks and all the different things that we could get the possibilities and you kind of your first day you just hit the first second down stuff um, and then we hit the pass game stuff but we definitely try to hit the run game and protections first and then the guys are usually really good about just detailing up the pass stuff as we go throughout the week so um, there's a lot and I'm fortunate enough to have a group that just really is willing to, you know, put their nose down and go to work.
2: And let's talk about this game. I mean, I loved both Cade's 24-yard catch to start the game and then Payne Durham's catch. Uh, Those were two really standout plays from the game. Uh, Take me through both of those plays and what you noticed from the guys there.
3: Yeah, so the first one was uh, a third down and, uh, you know, a short-yardage situation where, you know, we've been uh, high percentage run in that situation. So, you know, you anticipate the defense to think you're going to run it. Um, so it was a a little bit of a, you know, a play action with pain in motion and pain, you know, is really the first target on that route. So he stays on the run. He kind of runs a flat route. Um, and the flat defender just, you know, completely ate that up. And then Cade kind of slips out the back end on like a sneak route. So Baker did a really good job of just staying with it and finding Cade, And then, um, the cool part about Kate on that one was, I mean, he was wide open on the catch, but just his, uh, you know, his yards after catch, you know, just kind of making a guy miss and getting some extra stuff, which is cool. I know he's been really working on that, and it's important for him not just to be a tight end that's going to catch the ball and, you know, fall down. He has a pride in catching the ball and transitioning it and, you know, getting an explosive play out of it. So uh, that was that was cool to see there. And then um, Paynes was down in the red zone. Um, and, and really, it wasn't necessarily designed to go that deep. He kind of goes a short route, and then Baker kind of bought some time, and then he transitioned deeper, and then Baker threw the ball to him, and it was, you know, a 50 50 opportunity. I'd call that
2: a yeah. 75 <laughs> 25 for the <laughs> other guy.
3: That. Yeah. So obviously, you know, and then uh, he just went up and, and got it. And that's something what him and I have been really uh, working on um, just the contested catches right because from when you're in college football a lot of times you find yourself wide open and in this league you just there's not a lot of wide open catches so you have to be able to make that contested catch especially when you're a tight end just grimy catches we call them so he um and he, and he did it I mean that's about as grimy as it gets so he caught it and then he transitioned and I still think he scored but you know I, after he came off I was like nice catch but how about you score next time you know so but uh, uh never
2: he, enough in the NFL. And then he said he <laughs> tripped.
3: You know, I was like, "Come on, man!" <laughs> no, he. Uh, so no, it was it was awesome to see. And he's been kind of like I said, he's been building confidence. And it takes time, you know. Really, once you make those plays, you start believing in yourself. And that's a lot about playing football at this level. It's a lot of guys got a lot of talent. But once you start having confidence in yourself and having a little bit of that and a little bit of swagger, um, you know, you start making plays like that, and they build on each other. So hopefully, that continues to go that way.
2: We're talking to tight end coach John Van Dam. Um, I know Cade also uh, made a pretty big play when it came to Baker scrambling on, I think it was like third and eight where he scrambled and converted, lowered his shoulder, all that stuff. He got a lot of attention for the play, as he should have. But Cade also made a pretty big play. Uh, What did you see from him there and just overall the strides that he's made when it comes to the blocking, the grimy away from the ball plays, we don't always see.
3: No, that's – I mean, I never question Cade's effort ever. You know, I mean, the guy – uh, plays his tail off. So, yeah, on that particular play, you know, he's running a route, obviously. Um, Baker scrambles, and then uh, and NK does a really good job of realizing once he scrambles to go look for a block. Uh, and just the down-the-field stuff we talk about, especially with Baker, the difference between this year and, and last year is obviously immense in the fact that Baker extends plays and runs. So not only do we have to work a ton on just our scramble responses as tight ends, but also, just our um, downfield blocking, you know, so and on that play, he did a good job of just covering the guy up and hopefully taking a hit off Baker, we could get a couple more yards. and you never know in this game, we talk about it all the time how one yard, two yards, half a yard is the difference between winning and losing a game
2: and so, when you see from Baker that he has played so tough and extends plays, and um what are the things that you feel like he's really brought to this offense and, and what the guys like about playing with him and, and especially guys like tight ends who get a chance to catch balls from mm-hmm. him and, and be a part of those plays. What have you seen about the the attitude, the toughness, and, and just what he's meant?
3: Yeah, I mean, Baker does a really <clears throat> good job of just bringing the guys along with him. You know, even on the sideline, um, you know, sometimes things aren't going to go your way. And, you know, he does a good job of coming down there and keeping things positive and keeping, thing, keep, keep, keeping people encouraged and um, – from that leadership standpoint alone, I think is, is awesome to see from a quarterback, you know, where obviously we're all frustrated, right? We all want to score a touchdown in every drive, right? That would be, that would be our goal. Um, but he does a good job of just keeping everybody going and you, and you you look at these games and, um, however, like we said, it's not necessarily the stretch that we, that we want, but we've, we've never once quit on any game. You know, we've, from the very end, we a lot of times end up pulling back and keeping it close. We've got a ton of really close games, and um, our guys keep fighting, and they keep swinging, and a lot of that's because of Baker's kind of mentality.
2: And so when you look at, as we talk about the stuff that Cade has to do away from the ball and how much they're asked to do with blocking and everything, typically that is one of the areas that for both running backs and tight ends can be the biggest transition into the pros from college especially like you said a lot of times they're the receiving guy they may not Mm -hmm. even be asked to do a lot of that um where have you seen we know that was co's bread and butter but for cade where have you seen him grow in that area and what are the things that you feel like you've been working on with him specifically in the blocking
3: yeah um just the the thing about cade is he's he's so physical sometimes he wants to just completely like overpower a guy well that's just not going to happen in this league you know it's just it's when you're in the tight end position you got to be you know, to have, you know, you want a tight end that can run well enough, obviously, to get open. You want a tight end that can block well enough, right? Well, um, so you're going to be giving up something as far as a power with some of these 300 pound guys he's going up against. So he's had to learn just to play with a really great technique, which he had pretty good technique anyway, but also was just playing under control, and not trying to just drive a guy 10 yards off the ball. Sometimes a stalemate is a win in the tight end position to just cover him up and give the back an opportunity to have a two-way go and do what he does. So, I'm um, just playing with control, you know, and uh, and using his his head as well as just not his brute strength, you know, and just, um, he's a smart guy. So, using that to his advantage um, from a recognizing coverages to understanding, okay, what's this defense trying to do? How can I just get my body in a good position here um, to give us an advantage?
2: And what about in terms of the actual pass game and, and his route running, his catchability, mm-hmm. all that stuff? What are the things that you feel like he's shown a lot of growth in and then that you guys are still working on with him?
3: Yeah, um, just, again, going back to what he talked about, Mike about, just his releases. You know, in high school he wasn't in a two-point stance, a punch run, a bunch of, like a receiver routes. Well, on third down sometimes he does that. So just really trying to perfect those releases in his, at the top of routes trying to get it in out of his breaks and using his body and his power to kind of work back to the quarterback. So we've been working a lot on, on that. He's also worked with our receivers coach, even coach Idzik on just his releases a um, little bit of cross training, which is cool. Um, the more we can do that, the better as coaches. It's just, um, I mean, Brad's an expert in that. So, um, let's be smart, you know. That's great. <laughs> and I use each that. other.
2: Yeah, that's wonderful. All right, we're going to take another quick break here on Buccaneers Total Access with Tight Ends Coach John Van Dam. We got one more segment coming up to you here, brought to you by Advent Health. This is Buccaneers Radio.
1: Buccaneers Total Access with Head Coach Todd Bowles now continues, brought to you by Advent Health.
2: Welcome back to Buccaneers Total Access. We are joined here by Titan's Coach John Van Dam. Uh, we also talked a little bit about Payne Durham so far because it worked out great. He had the Phenomenal catch this week. Um, take us back to what made you guys want to draft him, want to use a draft pick on him, and the, and the potential you saw on him.
3: Yeah, so Payne, um, you're going through the draft process. Obviously, you're looking at um, you started early, and, and you watch a ton of film on all the guys that are available, right? And you go back and forth, and you overthink it, and you underthink it, and, okay, what what is their testing now, and what's all this stuff? But one thing we kept coming back to with Payne is just uh, – you know, his, his ability to get open for being such a long-bodied guy, right? He's got a lot of length to him. Is just his ability to have that sudden um, in and out of his breaks, I guess would be the right word for y'all, at the top of his routes. So he did a ton of just his quick movements, and he was able to create separation that way. For being such a tall, lengthy guy, right? You, you had that ability to separate. So that's one. And then just his, you know, red area ability, just with his length to go up and make the contested catch, like it was awesome to see him do last game. And then the last thing is just, I always, I still feel, I mean, he played a ton of lacrosse in high school, really didn't even really play football till later in his career. So I still think he's extremely raw. And uh, I think Payne's best football is ahead of him.
2: That's great. And I know whenever Coach Canales was uh, hired here, um, there was a lot of talk of what he was going to want to do with tight ends and the way he'd done it in Seattle. And so um, what did you learn and what have you learned so far this season about just what it's like for your guys operating within his system and what he really asks of the tight ends?
3: It's definitely been a learning curve for everybody, right? Um, that's why I think you can kind of see every – we feel like our offense is, is, is clicking, playing a little better now, kind of the way Coach envisions it. Um, we're coming along every week. The cool part about this system with the tight ends is we're involved with, you know, the run and the play action and we're just involved in everything. And the other thing about this system in general is it's pretty, you know, tight end oriented as far as just trying to put us in advantageous spots, right? Give us positive matchups so we're not sitting there just, like I said, blocking a 300-pound guy for no reason, you know, so we do some second-level blocks and whatnot. Um, to help us so uh, we can still be efficient with the tight ends in the game. And then what we're really trying to get going is just our play action games and our keepers and stuff to get um, our guys involved too.
2: And then how about just his offensive scheme overall and and him as a coordinator, uh, you know the personality he brings, the scheme he brings. What are the things that you guys have enjoyed about coaching under him and with him?
3: Yeah, just the the positivity, right? I mean, I'm sure you feel that. Everybody feels that. which is which is awesome, and a guy who just believes in his players and coaches, which is important, right, for any business that's out there, right? If you if you work for somebody that believes in you, or if you play for somebody that believes in you, um, no matter what, you know, you, you tend to you know be the best version of yourself, you know. So, and it makes you want to, you know, play well to you know, sh- prove to them and show them like, oh yeah, you're right, I am, I do got it. So, just that 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 you know confidence he brings brings within you because he believes in you and you're like okay i start believing in myself
2: that's great and i know you guys have been in a very tough stretch of a lot of road games uh finally coming back home for one here uh as you take a look at the panthers when you look at a record one in ten just fired their head coach i'm sure that's a thing that it can be easy for players to maybe start to take lightly or not you know seem to have the same kind of maybe fire for as other games what are the things that you guys as coaches do to make sure that doesn't happen, to make sure that guys aren't taking any opponent lightly?
3: Yeah, no, I think um, I think we're in a situation right now where we can't take anybody lightly anyway. Going back to the message for this week for certainly the guys in my room is, we're gonna worry about ourselves right now. We gotta control what we can control because if you look at the, the last several games or when we have struggled or, or maybe not moved the ball on offense, a lot of them have been self-inflicted wounds. Whether it's a false start or a little hold here or a drop ball there or whatever, nothing that the defense did, but stuff that that we did. So right now we're just trying to really work and in, look inwardly.
2: And how about the Panthers' defense? As you take a look at them and the things that you guys are going to have to be aware of, what stands out to you?
3: Yeah, I mean they got a really good core guys. I mean um, we've obviously played these guys, you know. Burns is a is, is one of the best guys out there as far as defensive end will be matched up you know he's just really fast and twitchy and also he's got some power and he's been playing and he's confident and uh he's a really good uh good 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 football player obviously so he's a guy we'll be faced with and have to spend a lot of time watching and 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 uh finding ways we can attack him but we just kind of got back with our other games we're just briefly watching him though I mean we we uh we just got to kind of, going back to saying that we got to worry about ourselves, mm-hmm. honestly. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, it makes sense. We're talking to tight end coach John Van Dam. Yeah. When there is a interim head coach that all of a sudden, you know, play calling is different, who is, who's in charge is different, does that ever change anything for you guys in terms of what you expect or game planning when all of a sudden you, you, have, you you've kind of been watching all this tape based off of yeah. one thing, now here just mere days before, suddenly it's different people at the helm. Do you assume that means much is going to change? Do you think... Not how does that affect the way you guys yeah, try to no, game plan?
3: That's a great, great question. Uh, we got a game plan off what we see. You know, um, it's going to be hard for a team to change their whole X's and O's of how they line up in their scheme just in a week. Um, no matter who takes over, if they're going to just completely change everything, it's probably not the great, you know, best decision for that. You know, because they've been in a playbook for so long that to learn a whole new one in a week would be tough. So. But we gotta take that with a grain of salt and understand. Okay, who's taking over? Is the same guy still calling the defense? What's going on? Is what's his, or if it's a new guy, what's his background? Where's he been? Who's he coached under? Because a lot of times guys simulate people that they've, you know, systems they've been in. So, but in general, we'll just look at the film and go off what we saw and go execute and just worry about ourselves just play Mm -hmm. good sound fundamental football
2: and so what do you think those things would be if we look at the the rest of the season the goals that you guys want to accomplish uh for you guys specifically in the tight end room and then an offense as a whole
3: yeah i mean that's a good question the the best we want to be the best version of ourselves i mean that's clearly our goal right so we're always working every day to be the best Version best tight end group we can possibly be to be the best offense you can possibly be right and in anything you're striving for perfection and you're never necessarily going to get there but you're working for that so just to see us continue to improve in the run game as well as obviously the pass game play good winning football and take it one day at a time and you know if we just take care of business one week at a time we have the opportunity to still be where we want to be so our goals are still out there for us the same goals we started the season with so
2: you talked about the fact that you've played and coached a bunch of different things and tight ends was new to you last year um i feel like we always ask players of you know how big of a jump it felt like from year 1 to year 2 did you yeah. feel like that for you as a position coach and your your comfortability yeah
3: no for sure and it worked out decently well as far as for me just cuz last year i was really just you know really focused on coaching the tight ends you know there's new things to me some other things uh, Coach Gilbert and, and Goody really helped me as well. Just bring me along. They've been fantastic. Just to bring me along with the run game and the different intricacies of the calls and all that stuff. You know, being kind of a pass game guy myself. Um, so just my overall understanding of the run game has been awesome. Learning for me. And just also just for the my future. Just understanding of I want to be the best offensive coach I can be, so understanding the full picture has been awesome for me. That, and then this year now, being allowed to kind of be a little more involved with the, the game, overall game playing, and, and Dave's allowed me to kind of be in charge of a section of it, so of helping him and come up with ideas and stuff, so that's been cool just to now take a little step step further.
2: That's awesome. Well, Coach, thank you so much for taking the time out of the crazy schedule to talk with us. We really appreciate it, and um, yeah, good luck uh, this Sunday against the Panthers. This has been Buccaneers Total Access with Head Coach Todd Bowles and Titans Coach John Van Dam. Brought to you by Advent Health. This is Buccaneers Radio.